everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Pod on You Loons. I'm Justin. Pod on You Loons, this is Sam. Pod on You Loons, this is James. How are we, guys? It's another episode of Baby Watch. Yep, Baby Watch. I am happy that I'm here tonight. Update, still no baby. Still no baby, could be any day. Happy to tell the listeners that Right. If you've been listening, I've been saying this the past several episodes that I am awaiting a baby. Could be any day. It could be any hour. I could be interrupted mid-recording and Justin and James may have to finish without me. Uh, Due date is Wednesday. And yeah, just ready for it to happen. Because as you know, Justin and I are teachers. Justin, I do not recommend if you ever have kids having one like late August. It's just not a good time to uh, not a good time to be distracted. And this double sucks for me. Uh, I shouldn't say sucks because I'm really excited to have the kid, but <laughs> it double sucks for me on the timing because I'm actually starting a new job this year. Um, so I'm not going to be at the school that I've been at for 10 years where I could kind of just coast for a, for a whole month. I actually have to hit the ground running. So, man, it's, uh, it's a tough one for me. Well, we're, uh, we're excited to, uh, to see pitches, man. When it finally both, gets here. You both seem really excited. <laughs> I mean, kids are great. Don't get me wrong. Neither of uh, us have one. Neither of us have one. I, I don't. Yes. It's, it seems like a pretty anxiety written process, Sam. So I think I'm just trying to compartmentalize. So I don't stress myself out thinking about what you're about to go through. Justin's like, I just got two cats. And you know what? That's <laughs> They're the same. I it love the same. them. They're great. They're great. But yes. I mean, like, if you have kids, you can still have a podcast, right? Like, I've proven that. Two podcasts, I think. I have two podcasts. I have... Zero therapists. <laughs> zero therapists. <laughs> the compromise is that, that uh, Mickey Mouse's Playhouse gets to be on the TV and the soccer game gets to be on the laptop. Yep, that happened for the opening weekend of the EPL. Let's not talk about that weekend. I mean, it was a fun weekend in the EPL. Like, 10 games, not a single draw. What's the last time that's happened? Probably a long time ago. Also, uh, I'd like to have you uh, look at our Fantasy Premier League because one of uh, these Pot on You Loons hosts is up the top of the table, even though his team sucked. And that would be me. <laughs> your team oh, is okay. in your fantasy team or Arsenal? Uh, Arsenal sucked. Yep. Um, yep. I tell you what, did, Arsenal, Arsenal didn't suck as much as Sam's fantasy team did, though. Oof. I thought you were going to say as much as Leeds United. Uh, also, getting, yeah. Getting, ra- getting railroaded by Man U. <laughs> oh, boy. What happened, man? Uh, who knows? I was looking at, like, the expected goals, and it was like, and maybe I'll have to double-check this. Maybe I saw a wrong number. But, like, Man U, their expected goals was, like, 1.6, and they had five goals. Like, is that – so is that a product of, like, they were just such good goals – wasn't one an own goal? Expected? What, wasn't uh, one an own goal? So I don't know if that counts towards your like expected goals, right? I don't was there an own goal? But but anyway, I was just like, wow, kind of weird. Well, and this is a Minnesota United podcast. If we're not um if we're not already used <laughs> to just expected goals not going our way. <laughs> my my apologies, there was no own goal. There was Bruno Fernandez scoring me 40 points Oof. in fantasy because he was yeah. my captain though. <laughs> I'm I'm bummed I didn't I put the I put the C on Sun, who had a fantastic goal to help the Tottenham Hotspurs beat Man City, which great game, any of you that got a chance to watch. Except the end, like after the whistle. But the rest. What, of ha- what happened? What happened after the whistle? Oh, uh, there were a couple of pitch invaders. Uh, oh snap! People tore down like a rainbow flag. Yeah, it wasn't oh, uh, I, wasn't I good. I'm not pl- I'm not plugged in enough. <laughs> <laughs> the match itself was uh, really good. Son Son was my vice captain, so he's so good. They were they were and, chanting Harry who? Yeah, they literally beat them without Harry Kane. Although, come on, Sam uh, Sam. You scored 29 points in the first week and Justin scored 65 and I scored 78. What's going on, man? You want to talk about it? I, uh, yeah, I I don't know. Like I used to be so big into fantasy sports, mostly NFL. And ever since I had kids, it's, it's good that I won 
the title in my two favorite leagues right before having kids because I've like hardly cared since. You know, this this thing is fun to like talk about on the podcast, but mostly I just want to watch the EPL. I just want to follow the games, watch the loons. I don't I don't I don't know. Like we're in that fantasy MLS with the dummy run guys and all of their listeners. And that's cool to check in every once in a while. That that app sucks. The EPL app is way better, but yeah, yeah the it's MLS trash. app is so terrible. Oh. But I mean, oh, you know you I know mean, what you're you know what your problem is, Sam? You, you've got Bamford as captain and you're starting Timo Werner up front as well. That's that's your issue. Sam, you, you get to watch Chelsea every week and you have Timo Werner on your fantasy team? <laughs> I just, I think he's going to have a really good year. And they just, didn't they just sign a guy to score goals? Sam? Lukaku? Lukaku, yeah. But here here's the thing. Like, one... Remember, we were talking about in the last episode how many goals he would have called back last season because he was offsides. And then two, the offsides rules changed, which I I learned from one of the Daves. The offsides rules changed so that now when an offsides, like a questionable offsides call goes to VAR, they're going to give a little bit more benefit to the possible goal scorer rather than how it was going last year where they were giving the benefit to him being offsides. I guess the line is thicker. I don't know. I I didn't I didn't actually read it. I was just listening to one of the Daves talk about it. So, yeah, so the, basically, the first, the first Bruno Fernandez goal against Leeds, he was offsides according to last year's rules. So I I would I am personally would like us to revert back to them. I think <laughs> they were great. I don't think it was a problem, uh, except for the times that Banford put his hand out and got called offsides for just having his arm hanging out. Uh, yeah, but, can, yes. can, can, can we can we can we revert to calling it offside like it should be and not offsides? Whatever, oh, just, whatever. You just offside. Knob. Also, Sam, Calm down. how do you? <laughs> hey, James, I... it's is it called a, a shirt or a kit? He was just <laughs> James was just telling us about. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I ordered a Robin Lodd Finland jersey. And thought I ordered a jersey, but actually ordered a kit. So I also got the shorts too, which was a nice touch, but unexpected. I'm bummed that you're not wearing them right now. Like I, you, you, you're wearing the jersey, which looks great, by the way. But yeah. uh, mildly, dis- did they give you socks too, or no socks? No, I no. I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. You got to walk around. Socks. Yeah, socks, shin guards, boots. Okay, since we're into terminology, you got to wear your boots. My boots. Man, I'm just surprised you didn't have Pulisic on your fantasy team, man. Come on, Sam. Guys, we all know <laughs> the reason I didn't have Pulisic on my fantasy team, and that is because I clicked autofill and I didn't automatically get Pulisic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that explains a lot. Yeah. Uh, should, should we go through some... Uh, we've actually got a double news segment. Double we news. Got, we got new news and old news. Yeah. We're going to talk all about the news because, right, it was a Minnesota United loss, so the news gotta, might be gotta, more interesting than... we got to fill the rest of the podcast with something else. <laughs> so we're uh, we're gamming it up. Aren't we... Are we gamming it or are we tamming it? I thought we I thought we tammed it up. <laughs> we gammed it up. I yeah, we'll check. It up. We got the gam. Okay, yeah, we got the gam. I, I wrote that because I was like, it was gam. It felt fun. Yeah, I thought I, I can't remember. I need to go back to the finance finance episode. But uh, no, we we waived Ramon Abila, and di- we didn't like officially do a trade, but we I, got. Just pause. I I really like James. Kind of, you know, he studied this. You know that he studied this prior, and he still doesn't totally understand how all this works. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not knocking it because I don't really understand how it works either. I don't really know anyone that does, but it's just funny. Anyway, go on, James. Go on. Try to explain this. So basically, (laughs) we couldn't trade him. So DC United gave us 75K in GAM, and we gave them the first refusal rights on Jose Aja, which basically means if Aja is going to come back to the MLS because he's not currently playing in the MLS – we would have got first right to say we could offer him the same amount of money as if another team already offered him that money because we had like first first dibs. 
but we gave that first dibs to DC United and we gave them a Bila and we got 75k in GAM for next year. Yep. So it's the like not official trade trade. Right. And I th- I think where you were talking about GAM and TAM, the, the targeted allocation money is, I think because Abela was a first year TAM player, there is a rule against trading first year TAM players. So that was what it was all about. We pretty much had to give Abela to DC for free uh, after after waving him. We weren't s- supposed to get anything back for him, but we got $75,000 in GAM for a bag of magic beans that is Jose Aja. So we love you, Jose. You uh, you were surprisingly good for us at times. Yeah, you uh, are. But ho- hopefully you're enjoying uh, the, the, the Chile Premier League, which I, I hope he's just tearing it up there. Yep. For San- Santiago Wanderers. Ooh. That's a cool okay. name. I like that. Yeah. But anyway, Ramon, we barely knew ye. Which is sad. I'm so sad, guys. Like... <laughs> You might you might be the saddest, James. I think like this, you you are like the number one Ramon Abila Minnesota United fan, and, and they they just didn't know what they had. This is like even worse than Foster Langstorff retiring. Like, but like we got to admit that for Minnesota United to just give them up like that, it must not have been working out. There has to be something that Adrian Heath isn't just out and saying. Right. Like we, we talked about this a lot yeah. last year with Raheem Edwards. Like everyone wants to see Raheem Edwards play because he was so electrifying anytime he got the chance. So there has to be something else like, right. There has to be some, there has to be a reason that Minnesota United was willing to part ways with Abela. But I think the weird thing is, is like, how would you not have known that before you got him? Because what they were talking about, one of the things they were talking about is his, like lack of defensive effort, right? And how Heath wants a lot of like all of his strikers to have defensive effort and and kind of coming back and defending the ball. But how do you sign a guy who doesn't do that? You'd know he doesn't do that. Well, and tape, right? yeah, yeah. And they knew that. I remember listening to Sound of the Loons and I remember Callum Williams and Kendra de Saint-Aubin specifically talking about how Abela doesn't totally fit the Minnesota United system because he's not going to be pressing. He's not going to offer much defensively. They said that, right? And they scratched their heads a little bit as to why Minnesota United was interested in him. I think, I really do think that these are just easy, politically correct answers that Adrian Heath and the team can give out about why they're moving on from Abela. I think that there's something else in there. And I I do think, right, like we've talked about, he has gone on vacation a couple of times since the season has started. That seems weird to me. If he's coming in and he's not 100% committed, right, to me, that is a huge red flag. And it wouldn't surprise me that Minnesota United, right? Like, does Adrian Heath seem like the kind of guy that likes to play around? Not really. So does he seem like the kind of guy that will just cut ties with someone if it's not going right? Yeah. Yeah, and we can speculate all day. Like, who knows if it's like, if it's, you know, he went on vacation or they sent him on vacation, right? I guess we'll uh, we'll never find out. Or we'll find out in like five years when no one really cares anymore. Yeah, the, someday, the someday Adrian will tell all. <laughs> He's going to write a book. I will read that book. That'll be great. I hope he calls it Heath Out. <laughs> Hashtag Heath Out. <laughs> yes. But that it's would be like, perfect. But he, but it's like he's the cover is him doing a mic drop and he's like, Heath out. <laughs> and I mean, hey, Ramon already played for DC United, subbed on Saturday, uh, 74th minute when they lost 5 2 to Nashville. Man, there were some high scoring games on the weekend 5 2 at uh, Nashville, DC, 6 2 at Sounders versus Portland. Yeah, Sam, I, d- I didn't reach out to Nate about that. We, I, I'm sure Nate's excited about his Tottenham Hotspurs, but who woof his Portland Timbers? Also, there were some he, great tweets. He pre-game. did post something pretty depressing on Twitter, if I remember right. <laughs> there were some good pre-game tweets from Portland being like, look at our atmosphere, look at everyone here, we're Portland. And then a whole bunch of like, well, this didn't age well tweets <laughs> two hours later. <laughs> Also, did you guys see that banging goal from the corner? If you guys haven't seen 
the Seattle goal from the corner. It like whips in from the corner to like back of the box. One like volleys it straight in. It is an an absolute banger of a goal. I saw that. That was very nice. Yeah, very nice. Whew. I'm sure Cameron is very happy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure he listens to every episode that he's not on as well. Uh, I keep telling jokes and they, they keep muting themselves to make the auto audio quality better. But to everyone at home, <laughs> I am tearing up right now. I am tearing up. Like <laughs> these guys are laughing. Uh, yeah, we, we hide it well. Yeah. So before we get to the injuries, the loons have a new CEO in Sherry Ballard. Cool. Uh, really excited for her. Go get them. Be- Best buy manager or something was executive best buy i don't know too much about her i don't really know too much about best buy either to be honest yeah i I was reading her reading her profile she like retired two years ago in like at like 50 something which good for her yeah but then two years later just just like all right i'll i'll be the ceo of a of a mls team okay why not let's do it up she was the president of multi-channel retail for best buy Responsible for all U.S. Best Buy stores, e-commerce, Best Buy Mexico, and the company's real estate strategy. That's a lot. I have a friend that works for Best Buy's e-commerce department, if that's what you call an e-commerce department. I don't know. Cool. But injuries are piling up. So a little bit before the game. So sad. Oh, my gosh. Who was... uh? So there's another like insider account. I think his, I think he's at MNUFC Insider. If you were to look him up, but he was dead on right. A couple hours before the game, he was like, "Guys, something bad just happened. You're all about to find out. Someone's hurt." And then later, just a few minutes later, he he teased it really well. Right, just a couple minutes later, he's like, "It was Lud." And sure enough, Lud's not in the lineup. And then it's announced that he picked up a calf injury and that he'll likely be out multiple weeks. And then we find out Nico Hansen has a groin injury that will also have him missing a few weeks. So we were already we are already down Franco Fragapane, who's normally on the left wing. Now we're down Robin Lud, who's normally on the right wing, also plays in our striker role as well. And like the main backup who could play on either side and Nico Hansen is now also out. So it's just, I don't know, just that was a tough one. That that was a really tough one kind of seeing the lineup. I know I had texted you guys when we first heard Lud was when we first heard Lud was down. And I assumed that Nico Hansen would then would then have a chance to make a start and get some time. And nope, he's hurt too. Yeah, it's it's a really bad time for you to uh wave your leader in expected goals after you lose your top yep. goal scorer. I know that, I know that obviously like these injuries happened after that decision, but oh man, that's rough. Yeah. You lose, uh, yeah. Your second highest goal scorer along with a bunch of other people. And by far and away, your most clear expected goals leader, basically double everyone else, including Robin Lodd, who has three times as many goals. Well, I mean, who knows? Maybe Abela hasn't been to D.C. before, so that'll be nice. You can see the Washington Monument, maybe tour the White House. Yeah, go f- go follow his Instagram so you can see you can see his ventures through the Capitol. It'll be yeah. great. No, and in all fairness, he seems like a nice enough guy. It's just right. Like, yeah. He came to America to be a tourist, kind of right. Like. I mean, I mean, we we talked about Griezmann, right? Like he's his ideas. He wants to sit courtside at Miami games. <laughs> I think that Abila is just not quite as high profile, so it just yeah. didn't work out the same. He got like he got like mid court, mid to you, back court. Do you think it, it was his people that were trying to float the idea of Carlos Tevez? So his like because they're BFFs, right? Like that's like another guy that's always on his, his Instagram account. Do you think that was that was Abila trying to get his buddies so they could like? They could go on trips together. I mean, they already were, right? But then they could go like, fly in to play a game. You imagine like us having Carlos Tevez as well. And then Adrian Heath like waving <laughs> him because he's like, nah, doesn't fit the system. <laughs> could, you imagine, a holiday. could you imagine Tevez with Heath? 
Like, but like, I mean, oh man, I don't know. I, I think Keith is. It's kind of Heath's way, right? Like, that's that's kind of how it goes. Like, he's probably Heath's like the, he's got the personality. Uh, yeah, Heath's way, or you get waved. <laughs> oh man. So who do we start up front, guys? <laughs> well, do we know yes. when Mega Panic comes back, or we'll get that in a second? But uh, so Heath and his his post game said that they're like they are searching far and wide for out of contract players who are fit, to, who are fit because yeah. the, well, that, trans- that that rules us out. <laughs> <laughs> so they're 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 desperately trying because the transfer window is closed now, so they got to find some. Some people that just aren't playing. I know one uh, striker that is currently in law school that you know might you know he <laughs> he might have some tread on the tires. Guess Foster, back. Foster, if you're <laughs> back out there again. <laughs> so basically, we went one retired, we waived one, and then like three got injured. <laughs> it's less, it's yeah. just it's testing our depth. That's what it is. It's Juan Agadello time, guys. Which he had a nice, a nice attempt from outside the box, which is not usually where a striker should be shooting from. But, and he likes him, so maybe it's him. Yeah. And if not, it's Patrick Way, right? We have a seventeen-year-old leading the line. Let's do it. Yeah. So on the bright side, uh, Franco Fragapane, it sounds like is 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 close. You know, he's training with the team. They said he's been working on the grass, whatever Adrian Heath means when he's saying that. He's been on the grass for four days or something like that. So they are they're trying to take it easy with him because as Heath said, whatever he did, it's like if he if he plays too soon, he'll be out for like four months. So take your time, Franco. Come back when you're when up come back when you're ready. Hopefully that's soon. And then our boy Boxy apparently is available, uh, but Heath has been so impressed with Brent Coleman that he's going to let Boxy kind of take it easy a little bit longer. Which is good because Brett Coleman's been, actually been playing really well. And yeah, I'm, I would prefer, you know, I'm always in the same boat when it comes, especially when you have playoffs. Like you always want to leave your guys if they're injured as long as possible before you start bringing them back because you don't want them to come back prematurely and get injured again and then miss the potential run into playoffs. But you also want to make sure you have enough time for them to play back into fitness before you get to playoffs. Hopefully we're at. Now, as we mentioned earlier in the show, we do have a double dose of news tonight because for whatever reason, and I'm, I'm going to blame this on, I'm going to yeah. blame this on, uh, yeah, I'm going to blame this on me. Right. I, I just told you guys I've been, I'm switching to a new school this year. And that, that was kind of where my mind was the past couple of weeks. So I spaced on this, but Emmanuel Reynoso is an all-star. He was picked by coach Bob Bradley to represent the MLS. Again, Sam, what? I put it on a T for you. This is like, in like when I, when I wrote this, Sam, I was like, Sam is going to love this. And you just wa- just go right past it. <laughs> okay. In, in my defense, I didn't, Get the little okay, Ray. Now you're an all star. There you go. Says the man yeah, who doesn't yeah. like it. Says the man who does like a trivia podcast with lyrics. Mrs. Ray, now you're an all star. I mean, I just read Hey, right? Like your your brain yeah. just knows the whatever. Hey, good one, good one, Justin. That was a good one. Thanks, I appreciate it. Are you sure you're not ready to have kids? i gotta workshop a couple more jokes first you know (laughs) workshop some more notes anyway mls versus liga emekis august 25th 8 p.m central does anyone care this is the first time we've done this format does it make us usually it's like mls all-stars against like i know they've played chelsea before i feel like they've played they played like just some random liga mx team Last year, I think, but okay. yeah, I don't, I don't know. It was an all-star, or what? Whatever the last time it happened. I feel like they've played Real Madrid before, or Atletico Madrid, maybe. Probably the it, Italian teams they've cycled through. It is wild to watch though, because at least like the all-star game that I watched, like Target was the main sponsor of the kit. So to see like our all-star team basically wearing our jersey, yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was cool. Um, I do, I do know, like, 
in the early days of COVID when all the sports were canceled, ESPN Plus had old old All-Star games. And I did go back and watch a few from like way back, way back in the day. Uh, especially I watched at least one Chelsea game that was being played in LA and yeah. that was like 2008 or something like that. And watched that, watched a lot of my, my old favorites play against uh, some MLS guys that I, well, I really didn't know much about back in 2008, but it was fun. There's also the, uh, like the, the skills challenge, I think. There's also like a skills uh, skills challenge part, or at least there was uh, in 2019. And I think I, I'm not sure if they're bringing it back or not, but they do like a bunch of uh, skill challenges in uh, as well. So it's like creativity, control, accuracy, that kind of stuff. That sounds kind like race like kind of stuff. Yeah, it's like the NFL skill showdown thing in the Pro Bowl. Same, same thing. But yeah, the MLS All Stars uh, haven't gone very well in the past few attempts, to be honest. You have to go back to... I mean, they even lost to Arsenal in 2016. Come on. And but you Arsenal know what? can't beat Brentford. No. Nope. The last time they won, which is, I think, appropriate, at 2015, they beat Tottenham 2-1. <laughs> uh, and then there was they lost to Arsenal, drew with Real Madrid, drew with Juventus, and lost to Atletico in 2019. So it should be good to see them against Liga MX. I am slightly more interested in watching them play Liga MX than I am in watching them play any European team that's not Chelsea. Yeah. I, I would definitely say that just because there's a little bit more like, I know it's not US versus Mexico, but maybe it captures just a little bit of that in like just taking pride in your league because Liga MX is, is right. Like it's still considered the better league over MLS and, they always win the Champions League and whatnot. This could be a chance to for the MLS to show that it's gaining ground on Liga Mekis. So I guess I'm a little bit more interested in this format. And why wouldn't you be? We get to put Chicharito and Carlos Vela against Mexicans. <laughs> <laughs> we get to put them against like their own guys. That's a good point. No, it should be uh, should be interesting at the very least, I think. And you know, if it's not, well, yeah, happens. And then, also in old news, again, I don't know why we forgot this, but we we signed a guy. We don't know much about him, but we signed Joseph Rosales. Yeah, Rosales. 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 Yeah. Okay, not only did I forget to put him in the notes last week, but I forgot to look up how to say his name. So apologies there. But youngster, 18-month loan from, oh, my God. (laughs) 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 He's from from Panama. He's from Panama. Again, guys, like, I'm not a great podcaster right now. I'm not a great, I'm just not a great MNUFC pundit right now. I am switching jobs and I'm about to have a kid. And yeah, my mind is in all sorts of different places. My apologies. He's from, uh, he's from uh, CA Independente de la Chorera of la Liga Panamera de Football. That's my best. Good, good attempt, James. It's yep. my best attempt. The, the top division in Panama. That's all you need to know. Yep, I th- I think so. Like I I did some trying to do like a deep dive on this guy. So uh, transfer marked, like I thought. So I thought for a little bit because all of our kind of nondescript Foster Langdorf's types, they're all like worth like two hundred k or like three hundred k in transfer marked. So like I thought like oh that's kind of as low as you can go. Like that's the unknown commodity. But this guy is even lower. So fifty five thousand, which. Have you ever thought existentially about like the value we place on human beings? It's kind of messed up, you know, like is Harry Kane, is Harry Kane worth 160 million like pounds? I don't know. Is, is Jack Grealish worth yeah. hundred million pounds? Is, is Joseph Rosales? Like if I just wanted to like, could you just like, no, we're not going there. I uh, mean, Justin, would any no, school, would any school pay any amount of money to buy our contracts <laughs> from the schools we work for and bring us to their school. That's great. 
so 55k though for him, which is kind of low. But it's I I guess the promising aspect is that it's the same value as Patrick Weah and Fred Emmings. Uh, that we do have one guy that's less is Azael Jackson. Who have we seen the French, him? The French guy. No, he hasn't played any minutes yet. So he's, he's like worth the like nineteen-year-old midfielder. Yeah, he's worth like thirty thirty thousand on there. Uh, and and also Jose Rosales is so obscure he he doesn't have a fee, he's not a FIFA player because they actually don't have the Panamanian league. Funny enough, in in FIFA. Uh, but I, I think the best part about him is that like the story of why we are interested. It so like Heath basically said like they were watching Hassani play in the Olympic qualifiers. And they saw him play against Hassani very well. Uh, like, so, like, yeah, the first time, like, so here's what Adrian said. So, like, the first time we noticed the young man was during Olympic qualifiers, he held his, his own against the U.S. men's national team midfield and one of our own in Hassani Dotson. So, played so well against Hassani to give him a look. It sounds like he is a similar type of flexible player, can play kind of all over the pitch, super intense, works really hard. They think he has a massive upside. So, I guess we'll see what happens, right? 20 years old? I'm all for it. All right. So, James, this next one, I'm just going to tee this up for you. So, the FIFA <laughs> rankings come out, and in the United States, we're all excited because the United States, in the men's FIFA rankings, the United States is ranked 10th in the world. Mexico's ninth. There's some other teams. And then Belgium is number one. So, I was excited about the USA. And then I say to James... I'm like, how the hell is Belgium still number one? Because they just lost out. You know, they made it to the knockouts in the Euros, but they didn't make it far after that. And they didn't look particularly great. And they just seem like they're getting old. I, I really like a lot of those Belgian players. And I, I really wouldn't mind, right? Like if the USA and England can't win the World Cup in 2022, Belgium would be a team I really wouldn't mind seeing win at all. But they just seem old. They seem like they're kind of on the decline. I'm like, how are they ranked number one? James, explain how they are ranked number one. Yeah, so quick history lesson. Uh, basically, at the end of 1992, FIFA started publishing a list of the top teams, the top nations of the world. Since then, they've gone, this is the fourth different calculation method because all the other ones sucked for some reason that people complained about. So they're on to their fourth iteration of trying to uh, make it work. And basically, if anyone has ever played chess uh, or seen chess being played online. I saw that person, movie that we all watched last year, or not the, the show on Netflix. What was Queen, that? Queen's Gambit? Yeah, that one. That was good. Yeah, so, so when people get uh, high enough rated. In fact, like I have a chess rating. It's not actually that hard uh, to get one, but wow, uh, it, it's called, uh, it's basically called ELO. Uh, and it's based on essentially how you go playing other people versus what your rank was before versus what their rank is. And that is essentially how the FIFA rankings work. It's essentially in 2018, they gave everyone a number and since then it is only the way that you change is you play games so obviously it hasn't changed much during covid because there have been a lot of games played but you essentially have your points before plus how important the game is times by whether you won or not and the expected result so if you're belgium and number one you're expected to thump a team who is 100 or 150th in the world so you don't actually get many points for beating someone who is 150th. But if you're 20th, like the US were, I think, and you beat Mexico, who was 10th, 11th, maybe, you actually get quite a lot of points. And they beat Mexico in the final, right? Because it was the Gold Cup. So that's actually also a huge multiplier. So the reason that the US have gone up 10 places since the last FIFA rankings is because you won a major final and you beat a team that was ranked way higher than you. So you got a lot of points compared to everyone else. So FIFA World Cup matches are worth the most points. And then it's like all your confederations finals, like the Euros and the Gold Cup. Then it's the Nations League. And then it's friendlies have 
no real significance, but they still play a very, very small part. You've still got to win friendlies, basically. Okay. It's, it's kind of how it works. Interesting. You base, yeah. You beat people who are higher than you uh, and in important games, and you get way more points than if you didn't. So the fact that Belgium made it to the quarterfinals of the Euros means that they actually still got quite a lot of points because they won all their group games and the round of 16. So they won four games that they had quite a high importance in their coefficient and they beat Portugal who were, you know, top 10. So they actually still got quite a few points for beating them as well. That's why they're still number one. And that's why Italy didn't jump straight to number one either because even though they've won 36 games in a row or something, most of them haven't been of a huge importance. That's the that's the reason. Well, speaking of teams that are still number one in the FIFA rankings, despite looking not as exciting in their most recent tournament, the U.S. <laughs> women's national team, we have some big news. Actually, some, I guess we'll say, I don't like using the word sad, but thanks for the memories kind of news, you know. Carly Lloyd announces her retirement. Guys, she's got to be like, she's one of the few professional athletes that is older than me at this point. She's like 38, I think. 39. 39, geez. So two-time World Cup winner, two-time Olympic gold medalist, two-time FIFA's FIFA Women's Player of the Year, second most capped player in world soccer history, fourth most goals in U.S. women's national team history. That is insane. Thank you, Carly Lloyd. It's been so much fun watching you. Like, I I honestly am in disbelief. I thought she was going to try <laughs> try for one more go. But also, like, this, we've no longer gone into old news. This is actually the breaking news segment, seeing as this <laughs> only dropped. This only dropped today, by the way. Yep. So we've gone from new news to old news to breaking news. Thank you for yeah. pointing that out. I, I had wondered about that, right? Like I, I typically write our outline. I did not write this one. Um, <laughs> I added this while we were chatting. So yep. yeah, <laughs> this just, is, uh, it just flowed naturally within the conversation of, of uh, some other things. So yep. yeah, okay. this is the, uh, this is the breaking news part of this segment. And then Justin had some more news to break. I, I don't necessarily know this source, but Justin just says, according to the internet, what's going to happen according to the internet, Justin? Yeah, some some blue check mark on Twitter says that uh, <laughs> uh, the U.S. women's national team is going to potentially play a game at Allianz Field against South Korea in late October, which, Sam, I think we've got to try to go to it. I'd be up for that. Uh, we'll, we'll see how things are going. Ba uh, baby Bjorn? <laughs> I, I don't know about that. I wonder Baby's if my, first game. <laughs> I was just going to say, I wonder if my daughter would like to go to Allianz, but pro probably not yet. This is probably like having a two-year-old at Allianz is probably like the worst. Like you could bring, you could bring like a baby baby easier than you could bring a two-year-old. I don't know if there's any parents out there listening, shoot me a message. Have you ever brought your kid to a sporting event? How did it go? Let me know. All right, guys. Let's talk Minnesota United. Saturday night loses 1-0 at home to LA Galaxy. When do you want to give us that lineup? Sure. We had Miller in goal. And I think there was a very interesting stat on Miller as well that I saw on the internet. He is the second... Best goalkeeper in ex like in goals against or expected goals against or something like that in the entire league. So he's great. Defense was Gaspar, Debassi, Coleman, and Metnair. Midfield was Gregouche. Man, didn't even know we still didn't even know we still started young Gregouche. There we go. Will Trap with the captain's armband. Attacking midfield was Finley. Renoso and Dodson, and the striker was Adrian Unu. Well, Dodson being on the wing is why we started Gregish. Yeah, right? true. Uh, and then uh, in the 69th minute, nice. We had uh, two subs. Justin McMaster came on for young Gregish, and Juan Agadello came on for Adrian Unu. The Galaxy kits. I'm a big I, fan. Yeah, I like them. Yeah. 
They looked they looked real good on my uh, on my mobile screen at uh, twelve thirty in the morning while I was lying in bed watching the first half. So they they're playing into like the '90s nostalgia that's super big right now, and they they took like a, a kit from the '90s. You know, like there's a lot of great. You could go on the internet, you look up like pictures of Kobe Jones. He's a famous MLS player, and you'll see him wearing something that looks similar. I like it a lot. So like they didn't they just didn't just bring it back as is. They kind of like modernized it a little bit, made it look fashionable. But I think it's just a really solid look. Yeah. And talking about bringing kits back, like Boca, Boca Junior, like Bo- <laughs> Boca, Boca du Nord, like uh, never heard original of Boca, original Boca uh, bought their like Maradona kit back. So okay, that's, uh, nice. that's a throwback to a kit that Maradona had when he played with them. So yeah, I mean, I still can't get over the fact that every time we play, everyone just has the same numbers on the back in exactly the same font. Like it just, yeah. It's because that's I what mean, every every big league does that, though. Yeah. Premier League teams all have the same font. Do listen, they? Listen, there's some, really, yeah. there's some really trash fonts in the NFL. So maybe it's good to have, like, a uniformed rule. Like, like the, 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 like, I guess the Buccaneers, did they finally change them? They looked so bad for a while there. Just some people just can't handle it, James. Does the Premier League really have the same font? Yeah, they all yeah. have the same font. And then the now, Champions League doesn't. Champions yeah. League, you can have whatever font you want. Well, so that, that's what they like. The, all the big clubs do is like now is they like create their own fonts. So like I know that like Leeds has made it now because they have the Leeds font that they can wear for like the two cup games they lose. Because they don't they don't have a cup roster like you guys do. Does Arsenal really have a cup roster? Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> they I don't like their yeah. Arsenal's font's pretty bad. Uh, Chelsea's font is kind of bad. I'm not in love with Chelsea's font. I don't know what Chelsea's font is. Well, there you go. I think the reason that I didn't notice is because I feel like James doesn't uh, er, like Arsenal doesn't play in cup games. <laughs> no, I mean the MLS font just is a bit of an eyesore. That's why. I guess that's why I thought that I didn't realize the Premier League ones are all the same. The MLS. You don't, you don't like look- the MLS? I thought it's kind of cool with. Yeah, they, they remind me of when I played, like, youth soccer. Like, no joke. Like, the numbers look like the numbers that were, like, the youth soccer numbers back in the 90s as well. Might be a nostalgia thing. Hmm. I didn't make yeah, a 90s man. connection, but I, I think it looks sharp, especially on, like, that white kit that we just got on clearance. Like, with that black font. It looks really sharp. It's nice and bold. Is this a font podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Next week, we're going to look into Times New Roman. <laughs> and wonder- <laughs> Korean new. Ooh, nice. I'm more of a Calibri okay. guy myself. I am too. I'm just like but- I'm, I'm wondering how this is transferring out there to the through the airwaves into the ears of our listeners. Hopefully they've memorized some fonts because I'm not sure I have. I'm not really sure <laughs> I know where this conversation's going. <laughs> I mean, I guess I guess I just I think that once you've seen your own team play in it. And then you watch someone else, for example, scorn and they're all crowded around in the same font. Just you're like, ah, this looks not as good. And some of the jerseys, like Timbers ones, especially really suck. So it almost like does a disservice to the font. Yeah. I mean, right. Like MLS jerseys, just so many of them are just kind of boring. I don't know. The Timbers one is awful, but I think the Timbers (laughs) one is the only one on the top of my head I can think of that's just like, God awful. Oh, isn't the Cincinnati one terrible as well? I don't rem- I I mean I don't remember. Cincinnati one was terrible. I, I I can't even think of it on the top of my head, but like that's right like that's what MLS kits are. Like even our blue one, right? We we were just talking about how how we actually really kind of like our blue one that we released, the River Kit. But when we're playing Houston, is it just me or does Houston have the orange River Kit? Um, I, I don't know if it has the cool like river texturing that ours has, but besides that, it had like the same V neck. It had the same stripes. It had the same like loops, hoops around the sleeves. It had the same everything. It was just orange. Sam, Sam, are you are you surprised by Adidas and their MLS kits at this point? <laughs> no, no, right? Like they're always boring, and this LA Galaxy one is is not. It has a lot of character. Nice '90s throwback. I- it's a good one. I, I linked the Cincinnati kit. I just think it looks a bit terrible. 
Like, I don't understand the really, really thin lines down it. All right, listeners, I'm going to paint you a word picture. Oh, I don't think it's that bad. (laughs) It's like a dark blue, and then it has... What's up with the collar? Yeah, I don't love the collar, but I don't think that this kit is that bad. It's not that good, but it's not that bad. It's dark blue with some very spaced out pinstripes that are orange and a lighter blue alternating. It's not that bad. And then it has some very bold, like Adidas, just your typical Adidas shoulder stripes. The collar, the collar is the worst part. They should have just had like a hooped collar. All right. So I, I linked the 2019 one as well. Which, which one do you think is the, the worst one? That 2019 one's pretty bad. <laughs> I don't think that one's that bad either. Are we now a, a roasting the Cincinnati kits <laughs> podcast? I mean, I guess the I guess the reason I also remember this kid is because they had that ad, ooh, ooh. like weird, yeah, that's, weird. Yeah, that's awful. I think I remember it because they had that cheesy ad where it's like we are oh, Cincinnati, and then everyone was wearing like a kit when they were like at the hot dog stand or in the bowling alley or just it was just more. Okay, <laughs> well, I I definitely think these kids are worse than than ours, so. Again, I'm not, I don't, I, I think that those kits are just very forgettable. And, and that's the point that we're making about MLS kits is that most of them are forgettable. Good job, LA Galaxy. You have a really cool one right now. Yeah. But really, yeah. the game, right? The story of the game was Minnesota United had 21 shots. Six of them were on goal. Zero of them were in goal. Right? Shot, 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 shot. Everybody, it was a lot I of mean, shots. I mean, every every week we talk about it, right? Like, at yep. least at least we're getting more on goal. Like a lot of shots. Like this team is shooting the ball like crazy. Um, but and and six on goal. But I guess this goalkeeper just played out of his mind. Also, Jurgen's son. Also, the LA Galaxy had ten shots and they had one on target. And that's the one that went in. Such yeah, that, that always happens to us, right? Like that's it's it's classic. It's classic Arsenal behavior. That's what it is. Except these guys win games. Maybe James. You know, we talk all the time that it's Minnesota that's that's poisoning this team. Maybe it's Arsenal. <laughs> Maybe it's you, James. Yeah, Vancouver. Vancouver. I mean, Vancouver's trash. But Vancouver was trash when you were a fan of them. Just, I'm so sorry, James. I don't want to go much further at that. I think you're just a lovely addition to the fandom. Way to dig up that he was once a Vancouver fan. I know, just the shade as well. But yeah, Jurgen's Jurgen's son, man. Jurgen's son. I I didn't know that he had a son in the MLS. I I thought he was, I think the last time I heard he was playing for some like third tier Bundesliga team. Uh, and just wasn't like he's he's just like his name comes up because of nepotism, right? Like your dad is the was the the manager of the men's national team, so like you got some name name cred. Uh, but so I guess like there, there, it's it's kind of a fun story. Like if it wasn't against my team, I'd be a little bit more happy for him. Uh, <laughs> but he he didn't he didn't he surprised his family that he was starting because this is, was his first appearance of the season. Kind of like us, like LAF, LA Galaxy has a congested schedule right now. So they wanted to give their 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 starting goalkeeper the night off. And they give Jonathan the start and proceeds to just play out of his mind. Out of his mind. Seven save shutout. That's madness. Good for him, That's, though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it helps him keep pace with the top top two. You got Sporting Kansas City on 37, Sounders on 36, Galaxies on 35. Guys, we 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 might be in a bit of we might be in a bit of trouble. Well, we've been saying oh. this for a while is that we've dug our way out of the hole, but the the problem is is that it the rest of the teams are keeping pace with us. When we went on our big un, undefeated streak in 2019, other teams kept dropping points and we, we were really going ahead. 
we were we were really going ahead, right? Like at one point we were like second in 2019, and I think did we we were in in second for a while last year as well, I believe, right? I know for sure in 2019 we went into decision day. I think going into decision day, we we were second, and of course we lost and ended up being fourth. But, but I think I think the issue here is like we're we're fifth with twenty six points, and have played eighteen games. Colorado has played seventeen games, are on thirty one points, so they're already five points ahead of us, and they have two games in hand on the top three, and if they win both of those they'll go to 37 points as well. And we'd be at least if we win our next game, six points behind fourth. That's already quite a big gap. Yeah. We like, we, we seem to be at the moment already heading towards being best of the rest at fifth. Yeah. And right. Like I I think everyone is in agreement more or less that, Minnesota United should be a playoff team. I I don't necessarily think it's a given, but really Minnesota United should be a playoff team, but it will be a tough fight to get that home playoff game. I I think prior to all these injuries, right? Like at the start of the season, when we had that four game losing streak, that was what we pointed to. We had the injuries early in the season. We had a couple of players we hadn't signed yet. And we were kind of using a duct taped lineup. Well, what did we throw out last, or what did we throw out last weekend? A duct taped lineup, and just kind of made do. We threw Hassani Dotson on the wing again, tried to just make make some things work. Tried to get our best eleven players available into the lineup, whether they fit or not. I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying that that was when we struggled earlier in the season. And I really hope that this time it's going to work out better for us. And, and one of the really crazy stats is we're fifth with 26 points. We are closer to Austin who is last than we are to sporting Kansas city, who is first. We are 10 points ahead of Austin and we're already 11 points behind sporting Kansas city. So that's it's not yeah, good. It's already a, not a supporter <laughs> shield year. No, I don't think so. And I mean, Sporting Kansas City, who are heading up our conference on thirty-seven points, are still six points behind New England, who is absolutely dominating life in the Eastern Conference. So we got a lot. We got we got some work to do, guys. Any other points you want to make on this game before we get to our discussion questions? Can we talk about the one that got away a little bit? Sure. Who's the one that so, got away? So I, we talked a lot about about a lot of people this summer, like when we were talking about different or during the offseason, excuse me, when we were talking about the team trying to improve. Uh, one of the players, uh, we got a chance this past game to see up close and personal. He's the one that scored the goal against us. Kevin Cabral, uh, number nine, looked really good against us. Um, so it sounds like we offered $2.5 million for him which I look at looking at transfer market was about what he was worth. Uh, but then like, so, but then LA galaxy offered five and he took the, the team obviously took that offer, but his value is now at about five. So maybe that is what he should have been all along. Uh, he looked really good, just a really awesome winger. So I'm guessing it was kind of him or Franco at that point, you know, like the idea maybe to have a, a DP, uh, winger as opposed to a striker. I don't know. Or, or you know, who knows? Uh, but looked really good. Um, so kind of a bummer to have him be the one to to make plays against us. Young kid, 22. So we'll probably have to kind of, we'll kind of, we may live to regret that decision, I guess, moving forward. Not when Franco comes back and tears it up. But anyway, guys. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> so the discussion oh, question... Boy. So for, first of all, Justin, you you wrote these questions, right? You want to ask them? Well, I, can you can you please just read the first sentence on the bullet point for me? With injuries piling up. No, 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 no. The bullet point above that. Oh, scene. sorry. The sorry. first bullet point. Who knew strikers were supposed to score goals? 
<laughs> oh my god! Yes, again. I spent dude. too long writing these notes today. By the way, and even I, even like the one that got away is a song lyric. It's good. I'm gonna say this again. Are you sure you're not ready for kids? <laughs> so so here's my question then. With injuries piling up, now including our, our, our top scorer and hero, Robin Ludd, how important is it that Adrian Hanu steps up and actually scores goals? It's incredibly important. Yeah, yeah we, we need it, right? This is what we're waiting for. I don't know what else to say. Like, right? Our, I mean, our, two of our big TAM players in Ludd and Fregapane aren't on the field right now. So we need our DP to step up. I, I'm not saying that he's not motivated. I'm not saying that he's not trying. I'm not saying that he's not going to give it all that he's got. I'm just saying that it hasn't happened yet, and we need it to. Yeah. I mean, he's second in expected goals. And expected goals per 90 minutes, he is. Uh, well, he's now also second, seeing as Patrick Weyer's 10 minutes shouldn't count, and <laughs> we uh, ditch Ramon. So he's our second best expected goal scorer after Robin Lud. And he, uh, he, 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 came, he came close a couple times in the game. Like there was a couple crosses that came in the box that he just didn't get square as, through with his headers, right? Like, like yeah. he's, he's, he's getting there, but he just still can't find the back of the net. No, and I think uh, I saw a quote somewhere that talking about the floodgates opening and I really think if he can put one or two more in, I hope that uh, the floodgates will kind of open and he'll uh, he'll start scoring more often because we know he can do it. We've you know we watched tape. There was a, there was a highlight video of all of his goal, like so many of his goals from uh, Ren when he left. Right, so but it's vitally important. He's the DP. He has to do the work. So right. then my follow-up my follow question, do we have time for a follow-up, Sam? Yeah, go for the follow-up. I was just going to okay. make a bet, but you do your What's follow-up your, and then I'll oh, make no. a bet. What's, okay, so the follow-up is, if it's not him, who's it going to be? Who's going to fill the void? Like, who do you guys think? Should we each, could that be the bet, Sam? Can we each have, like, a person that we pick? I mean, my bet was going to be how many, how many goals does Hunu need to score this season for us to all go out and buy a jersey. Ooh. Well, it's got to be at least double figures. I would agree. But the thing is, yeah. if we're, we're, gonna, if we're all going to buy a jersey, and we're not talking DH gate jerseys, like we'll get real jerseys. I think also like the magnitude of the goal matters too, right? Like the reason why the, the, re- the story of Emmanuel Reynoso or even like or even I can't even remember. who's what's number the guy twenty five goals guy what was his name again Luis Amaria yeah like I mean like he he came out the gate charging scoring goals whatever right so like I almost bought an Amaria jersey I'm glad I didn't uh, but but I think the magnitude also matters but double digits probably like for sure so might be what it needs to be double digits or like a just defining like loons folklore kind of goal. Like, like the Hassani Dotson playoff clinching banger, right? Like something of that level and that importance. Like if, if he scores a goal that advances us into a big game, like that, that would be fine, right? Like that would be the magnitude I'd be looking for. But I think you're right. I think double digit goals, I'd be more likely to get a Hunu jersey with double-digit goals. Yeah, and I mean, the the issue is is we're over halfway through the season now and he's on two. Right. So if he gets eight more, we'll be pretty excited. If he scores a goal a game or a goal every two games from here on out, I think if he, if he definitely got to... If he managed somehow to get 15... That's guaranteed jersey. But I think 10 plus 10 plus an absolute worldie. Kind of, you know, scorpion kick. Okay. January 1st. I think 10 is going to be. Olivier Giroud. 10 is 
a pretty tall order for him. He can do it. 15 would be, I mean, that would be nuts, right? Like if it's 15, I'm going to buy an Adrian who New Jersey for my wife, my daughter and my newborn son, right? Justin will get an Adrian who New Jersey for each of his cats. <laughs> yes. Well, what would be really great is if on Tuesday, when Santa, when we go to San Jose, if he could find a way to get in the back of the net, I think that would be great. Yeah. I think 10 jerseys, or sorry, not 10 jerseys. I think 10 goals, that, that should be the bet. All right, 10 goals, we get an Adrian Hunu jersey. I'm down for that. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll do that. Let's do it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that I hope that my boy Justin McMaster gets a chance to play a little bit more. Um, and, and maybe he finds a way. Because even like in the game, yes, like the game whenever we played, uh, he looked really awesome when he was on the pitch. So maybe give him a chance. Maybe give Patrick Way a chance. I don't know. Does he got it in him? Yeah, I mean, we're going to have to. And I think Juan Agudelo, he's been playing well. He's been looking more dangerous. I think it is, right? Like the time is there. Like the time is now for him to break through, score goals well. I, I don't know if he's going to score 10. But Juan Agudelo, I think, right? I think he's ready. And I mean, the think about it, the man has only played 178 minutes. Agudelo? So, yeah. Like, he's barely played any time at all. Well, In fact, apart from, you know, he has played the least amount of minutes apart from Justin McMaster, Foster Langsdorf, and Patrick Weyer. <laughs> And he's been played in some situations where we're closing out games as well. So that does factor into not scoring. Yeah. I mean, the guy's played nine games and has amassed 178 minutes. So it's basically just a few minutes at the end of every game. Yeah. And one start. For sure. All right. Anything else we want? Are we going to close out? I think it's time. I think it is time. So Tuesday, August 17th. So. Shoot, I'm guessing most of you listening are going to be listening either on Tuesday or on Wednesday, but Tuesday, August 17th at San Jose, that is a 9.30 p.m. game. San Jose are currently ninth in the West. We last played them, and it was a 0-0 draw. Okay, then we are going. Oh, that was the- I, think it was actually, I think it was actually a 2-all draw, I think. It right. was a draw. They're, sorry, I didn't use the correct lingo, but their last result, their last game. Okay, let me do that again. Hopefully, I, and hopefully I'm editing this so people aren't like, <laughs> what the hell is going on here? Just to let you guys know, Sam told us before this, he's like, we can't say anything wrong. No editing. <laughs> so, 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 so we drew with San Jose 2-0 two, two last time we played them, and they drew nil all against Vancouver on Friday. That's what actually happened. And they are ninth in the West, and we are about to play them. So let's do this. Then Saturday, August 21st, versus Sporting Kansas City. That is a 2.30 game. Sporting Kansas City, of course, they are currently first in the West. So big game for us. I mean, right? We got to start getting points. So bring it. That's all I got to say. Bring it. I hope we can get four, four, four points out of these two games, huh? Would that be nice? And I mean, we got to play Sporting Kansas City three times before the end of the season, so getting at least a draw would be uh, would be good for the other two games as well. Sucks for them. Yeah, but they have to play us three times, James. Come on. <laughs> yeah, hey, they, they 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 have to come to us twice. So yeah, it sucks for them. Sucks for them. But until next time. All you loons out there, pot on you loons. Hopefully, I have to miss the next episode. Hopefully. <laughs> Come soon, baby. Come soon. Oh, yeah. I uh, I also might, unless we record on... Uh... Should I just, just pod by myself? I could do that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, unless we record kind of sometime during Sunday uh, for me. Because uh, I'm going to be off to Austria for uh, two weeks. Watching from the mountains, watching on my phone in the mountains. If the baby but comes that, tonight, it might not be a big deal, right? Like, 
the baby comes tonight, we might be settled enough that I could record on next week, Monday. We'll see. Cool. Well, pot on your loons. Yeah, pot on your loons. Pot on your loons. Peace. Peace. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs>